You recording? I've been recording. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like to do like a stealth record. He doesn't <clears throat> use it. Don't worry. All right. Oh yeah, I'd say the first thing. <laughs> it's been a little while since we've been here. I know we got rusty because of the holiday. Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Torch. I'm Jake Roberts. And I'm Kimberly Rowland. And we are very excited to have Dina DeLeon in the studio today. Welcome, Dina. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So Dina DeLeon serves as a communication specialist for the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, where she implements marketing and communication strategies while also assisting as a co-editor on market research publications. She recently graduated from ASU in May of 2018. Go Devils. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Room full of Sun Devils. Yeah. Room full That's of great. Sun Devils. That is awesome. <laughs> so we're super excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about your life and your work with the um, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So so you just graduated from ASU. What was your mm -hmm. major? I majored in global studies through the school of politics and global studies with the international business certificate through the business school. Was that and so did you go into ASU like being like I'm gonna get a global studies? No, degree. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you like find that? <laughs> well, um I was actually minoring in Italian and I was an economics major. What? And do you speak Italian? Yes. Oh like fluently? Parli Italiano? <laughs> See? <laughs> what? Are the I mean, odds? I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Me too. Ankyo, we can practice together. Um, That's amazing. Bene. My mind just got blown, Yay. Dina. This we, is awesome. We just we just had uh, an Italian entrepreneur mm -hmm. in in this room oh, uh, wow. several weeks ago. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how oh, that all so works cool. out. Yes, he was in town from from Rome and he was checking out the Arizona mm -hmm. ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So he's awesome. That is such a wow, small world. That's yeah. so cool. So what happened was I studied abroad in Italy. And then that's what I, I came back and I was like, you know, this econ thing isn't working out. <laughs> I love it. But you that's when you kind of realize when it when it gets tough of where you want to go. But I, I stuck with um, like econ kind of as a concentration. Mm -hmm. And then that led me to wanting to learn more about the global economy. I took international economics and then that led to me changing my major and going forward with that. So and then I studied in Chile my last year of university so wow. so about a year ago was when I came back from Chile and then I um, had been interning at the chamber prior to leaving to Chile mm -hmm. and so I had a Skype call with Monica my uh, Villalobos the vice president of the chamber and I asked her is there still an open like position because I know the datos which is our primary like our flagship market research uh, publication. I knew that they needed help on it, and she's mm -hmm. like, "Yes, yes. There's always a place for you here." And that's what led to the full time role when I graduated. So that's awesome. Yeah, it and worked out. <laughs> you got to you got to study abroad twice in college. That yeah, is so times. cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was great. Are you an Arizona native? Are you a Phoenix native? Yes, yes. I'm from um, Guadalupe, Arizona. Nice. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom's Native American, actually, and then my dad's um, from Mexico. So he came here when he was in. Uh, like kind of like near high school. Mm -hmm. And so they met when they were working very young and then they had uh, six children. So three older brothers, one older sister, one younger sister. So I like to say the Mexican Native American Brady Bunch. I <laughs> like, love it. Like, <laughs> I love it. So, so yeah, that's where I grew up. And then um, I always went to school in Tempe, elementary school, middle school. Mm -hmm. And then so, and I had great mentors. So that led me to going to ASU. 
That's awesome. So you're an East Valley lady, yep. born and raised. I like it. I'm yes, from the West yes. Side, so and then Jake's from Yuma, so oh, yes. we have all so we're from all over. We are great representation. That's a good representation of the state. That's awesome. Talk to us a little bit more about why you decided after having your study abroad experience to come back to the chamber. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the chamber is in itself such a great community of people. It's not just the staff members, but even like going further into like the board of directors and then the the volunteers that we have and all of the people and the members who encompass the chamber. It's mm-hmm. such a great community. And um, something I did want to mention was that today we um, I'm not sure if you heard in the news, but um, the former U.S. Congressman Pastor passed away. And mm-hmm. so we I did want to uh, mention that because it, it's something that did take us as a shock. And we are um I guess, deeply appreciative for the people in the Hispanic community, especially people like uh, former Congressman Ed Pastor, who have had made a mark on just um, education in itself and helping to give back. And I think he serves as a role model. And that's really why I wanted to come back to the chambers, because of the great role models in the community and having that, I guess, one-on-one interaction with them. Mm -hmm. um, That's like something that I know I will Further in my career, I'll look back on and say, wow, I really got, you know, the best of the best, not only education at ASU, but through my internships as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very sad to see that news this morning as well, because Congressman Ed Pastor was the first Latino congressperson mm-hmm. to represent the entire state of Arizona. And he was also very involved with ASU. And there's a center named after him at mm-hmm. ASU. So it's a huge loss for our state. But it is a, um, nice to see so many people continuing on his daughter and so many other folks in the community. Yes, yes. And we actually have a, a scholarship that is under um, Ed Pastor and Rima Pastor, who um, APS, they're a great, you know, funder of that scholarship because they do believe in holy, you know, um, uh, Arizona and Latino education attainment. So we're very, you know, honored to have that as a part of our chamber. What exactly does a Chamber of Commerce do? So what we do, we do a lot of things, but um, mainly economic development in terms of um, helping small business, Latino entrepreneurs um, and business owners, um, whether that's in they need assistance with running their business or also providing access to the community in um, uh, through market research and Uh, That is available to not only our corporate partners, but to anyone. All of the research we do, we believe in a free marketplace of ideas. So the market research on Arizona's Hispanics and Latinos is available for anyone to use. So we have five pillars. Uh, The economic development, market intelligence, uh, advocacy, education, and lastly, capacity building. And so that's through, you know, our members um, coming together through whether that's the Latino business enterprise or the small business uh, champions. So. Very cool. Well, so we do a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot. And you guys are about 15 staff members, I think. I think we're about 12. Okay. <laughs> yes, small but 12 mighty. now, small but mighty. And I know that we have s- about six signature events uh, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And so that ranges from um, a golf tournament for raising money for scholarships, but also um, through like a black and white ball, which is a gala we have at the end of every year, um, which does honor the people in our community and um, servant leaders, we like to call them. And then we also have um, the the Datos event, which is where we present our flagship report. Um, we have a whole event or conference based around it where we present the data to about a thousand business leaders, but also community members. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's um and then people so they look at the event where we draw in a thousand people for six six times a year <laughs> about six times a year and then they see the 12 people we have that are working on it and so it is a small team but we are mighty <laughs> it oh, really yeah. is it blew my mind because i've attended datos for several years i love that event it's a great event oh, and i was thank you. so yeah you're welcome you guys do such an awesome job with the event itself is amazing to see that many people in one ballroom but also the quality and the length of the report is just insane. It's so much data. It's all really useful. And you just want to devour it all right then and there on the scene. On the scene. So I love Datos. I had to miss it this year, so I was really sad. But I still oh. need to read the report. Yeah, you um, check it out. You'll, you'll be surprised because this year it's actually – so I think we cut it down from like 250 pages to maybe about 75. So. Wow. <laughs> So, and the reason for that is because we did uh, use a new uh, model through one of our partners, Vitalist Health Foundation. And so um, the model is called the Elements of a Healthy Community. So it doesn't only go into economic opportunity, but uh, other functions of a healthy community, such as, because um, when people think of health, they usually just, you know, immediately think of health care. But what we want you to think is transportation options and um, housing options, accessible food, healthy food options. So it goes into more of that and, and even the environment and environmental quality, things that you know Latinos and people in Arizona do care about, mm-hmm. but you're not actually going to see it unless it's, it's right there written for you and down in a book and then people think, oh, so I'm not just marketing towards, you know, Hispanic foods, it's like they want these healthier options or things that are more accessible to them. So the model's different this year, and we hope to continue it on for, you know, many more years. Awesome. And it it is a huge compendium of information. I was Mm -hmm. doing some research beforehand, and I kind of flipped through 2017's version for about five minutes and I was just like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> like information that you just kind of you get you guys give up for free mm-hmm. right yep, for so free. yeah <laughs> it's in it's an incredible resource mm-hmm. um the other thing I was kind of chuckling with Suzette from the chamber about was the fact that at a few years ago you guys would print out the entire report <laughs> and put it on every chair Right. Yeah. There, it was a binded book that was printed, and so now I think we only have the editor's copy copy that is printed, mm-hmm. and then everything else is PDF. You know, we got with the times. Nice. So it's PDF, and that also makes it easier just to be able to send it out. And mm-hmm. uh, um, we don't even have it. You don't even have to download it anymore. We just have it on the issue website, so people can go in and just view it and share it, and um, it's it's the best. So I love doing that. Yeah, that was the f- the f- one of the things I remember most vividly the first time I attended because I love books. I love like printed <laughs> things. And so I was like, yes, I just got like a thousand page <laughs> spiral bound, like you said, <laughs> book. And, and then I was reading it because the graphs in there are beautiful. And mm, so you. it is an, an amazing event. And the fact that you do so many big events mm-hmm. during the year. Mm-hmm. When do you guys rest? Oh, um. Well, Christmas <laughs> and Thanksgiving, <laughs> but um, yeah, in, in December, we usually, that's where we take the time to be with our families. But then um, once Q1 starts, we're back at it. So, yeah. and I actually, so I interned for about a year in 2015 or 2016 to 17, left to Chile, came back. And so I started full-time in June. So this is my full, 
first full year, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going really well. And I'm starting to see like how much you do have to, you know, re- like be very interdependent team. We're always working together. And that's why if we could share a little bit about the BBB Ignite mm-hmm. Space, it is actually pretty great for us because um, there are no more like walls between us. We're just like, hey, uh, uh, Elizabeth, um, and not even like, did you get my slack? It's like, hey, Elizabeth, I need help on this. And then we were working together. <laughs> so I really okay. enjoy the co-working space and environment. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That makes us very excited and happy. So we did an announcement with our chief brand officer last month about Ignite Sparked by BBB and the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce being the first anchor tenant in the space. So you've seen both spaces now, and I think you spoke really well right now to the fact that it's really flexible. And uh, But talk to us a little bit more. Like, I didn't know you guys use Slack. So it's really <laughs> like... You guys are very modern and evolving, especially if some some of our listeners, like Jake said, might not even know what a chamber is. So they might be surprised to know that there's a chamber working out of a co-working space mm-hmm. and using oh, okay. Slack. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So in the words of like um, my my boss, Monica Villalobos, she'd say, we're not your grandmother's grandfather's <laughs> chamber. And I think that is due to in part to... Um, um, the interns that we've had, like myself being an intern, but uh, past interns such as Paul Padilla, I think there was, um, let's see, Eric Rascon, like um, past interns and Aurelio Herrera. A lot of these people were also um, chamber scholars. Mm-hmm. The scholars, the interns, they bring in the new ideas. And that's great because the chamber is now having more flexibility. And, oh, OK, Slack, that's very efficient. We could use that rather than, you know. Um, having text chats or and so forth. So um, Slack is a great tool that we use, but also Trello. Um, we're getting into the Trello boards. Um, and then I'm trying to think of anything else. But the co-working space, um, that was thinking more agile. So what's going to work best for us? And then um, at our last space, it was kind of difficult having to always move things downstairs and upstairs for meetings. Mm. And um, we, we host, I think, more than 50 events a year. Mm. And that's including the signature events. So we do have our business boot camps where we're bringing in um you know, um, new members, old members, and teaching them new skills to be on the forefront of, you know, their business model. So we we do a lot, and I think that this space has been working out greatly for us. And also the BV community, you guys are so sweet and so welcoming, and so I think we're, we all very much enjoy that. So Thank um, you. And I think in terms of um, being more, like, modern and getting with the times, that we also want our businesses and our members to be able to see that as, you know, we're, we're a tool for them to use as much as the resources we're providing that we also can help them too. You said earlier, this isn't your, your grandma's uh, <laughs> chamber. Um, I, I saw on your guys' website, you guys have been operating since 1948, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so why specifically have a chamber of commerce serving the Hispanic owned business community? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I guess that's where I could bring in a little bit more of our datos. So, awesome. So um, in 2016, the, uh, the U.S. Hispanic population reached 57.5 million people. And that's in the U.S. Arizona being, everyone knows, we're like the fifth largest city mm-hmm. in the country. But U.S. Hispan- uh, among the nine U.S. states that have a Hispanic population over 1 million, Arizona is actually ranked the sixth so we're a population that's continuing to grow, and um, you, you'll continually hear it that Arizona will be a minority-majority state much quicker, 
or than the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. So um, what we want to do is be able to close any gaps that might come in economic inequality or so forth. And we want to continue providing for the Latino population. And so we're continuing to grow. And it's very important that we're represented. And I think that um, business, the Latina entrepreneur, you know, she's dominating the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And we want to continue helping that as well. Hispanic buying power in Arizona is set to surpass $57 billion by 2022. Wow. So that's, that's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think that's something that we're not only doing through business but through education. Um, I think it's about 50% of the students in K-12 education are Hispanic or Latino. Um, so we do care about providing them higher education opportunities, but mostly because of the fact that this is our future workforce. And if our future workforce isn't educated, that will present many challenges in the future. So we are, um, I guess, a small group but we are through through every organization that you go through in the community, you'll see somebody who um, either they're a part of the chamber or they have um, some kind of tie to our group. And we are looking forward to continuing that and being here for, you know, as long as we can. So it's a great history. Um, BBB and the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce working together with combining the two organizations. That's over 100 years serving Arizona which is really cool mm-hmm. because we're barely a 100-year-old state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Um, one of the things that made me think of too, Dino, was talking about market intelligence being one of your pillars. I think it's really helpful too because datos, that research is helpful to any entrepreneur or business mm-hmm. owner that wants to know how to market um, and wants to be more agile in their business and more successful in, in their sales even. So that's why datos is an amazing resource right Mm -hmm. yes an amazing resource and i don't know if i mentioned it yet but it's secondary research too but what it is it's a compilation of all of the research we could find on this hispanic market and it's also we're working on creating a subscriber model database that'll be available for the public to subscribe to or also like our corporate partners to use and it'll have all of our data Mm -hmm. that's coming from that we've collected that was in datos from I think the past 22 years mm-hmm. so we're currently working on that and that is through a partnership with Intel but uh, what I wanted to mention about that subscriber model is that um, the reason a main reason for it too is because um, only 25% of the information we collect each year or season for datos makes it into the book so that's still 75% each wow. year that's left out that we can't fit into those you know 75 to 100 pages so we hope that we get that launching soon and so that's also an example of not your grandfather's grandmother's chamber we're we're, you know doing things a little differently and you know that's because we're always looking continuing to uh, improve ourselves no yeah that's fantastic Mm -hmm. the subscription model is kind of like taken over you know what i mean Mm -hmm. in a lot of different industries yes are there any sort of like uh, other organizations or particular businesses that are just kind of like hungry for it every year? What makes it particularly attractive? From my perspective is that it's most valuable to um, like the corporate partners mm-hmm. because from what I've heard um, is that it's their one-stop shop for information on the Arizona Hispanic market. They're, they're like, you know, and people like when we when we didn't have the the paper printed version, <laughs> like people, I heard that people were a little bit confused, but now they see like, oh, wow, this is accessible for me just to control F, control find mm-hmm. and look for my specific 
you know, category of information that I want. Like, you don't even have to look at the chapters. You just search a keyword and it's there. So that's the goal for the subscriber model as well. But I think it is most valuable to our corporate partners. But And also, um, lately, as of late, it's been very popular for news and media teams. Um, after the current Datos, um, the last Datos that we had, the 22nd um, anniversary, um, there was one news media out- outlet, fairly new, who um, they saw one of the people who was presented in the um, through the program. His name was Ignacio Mesa. He's mm-hmm. the only Hispanic vineyard um, and winery owner in the state. And so they approached me and asked if they can have his contact information and they could reach out to him to write a story on it. And that's a story that's, you know, cascaded across, like, the, you know, in the news. So much, I guess... The story is a, a case study and a profile that's written in our Datos book, mm-hmm. but uh, but now that it's going to be circulated on, the, on this um, medium, like I think that's amazing. So that is cool. as of late, we've had like uh, a couple of news media outlets being able to you know get leads for stories on people and Hispanics in the community through Datos. So I think that's also pretty awesome that it's being used in very different mediums now, not only for marketing purposes through companies, but also through, you know, news and actually creating great stories for the community. This podcast will air next week. And I think you guys have a pretty busy week next week. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly from the listserv I subscribe to from the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, you have an event next week, right? Yes. So we have our, our annual golf tournament. It's called the Budweiser Shootout. And it's... Um, yeah, I love that name. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So it's... Um, it's really great because all of the proceeds go to 100%. All of them go to all uh, the scholarships that we provide through our Emerging Business Leaders Initiative. So um, those scholars, they, they're they particularly uh, business majors in any of the Arizona public universities or colleges. And um, so it's a day of golfing, but with a purpose, you know, at the end of the day. And then we'll also be premiering a, a scholar video reel that has the scholars from this past year, you know, thanking all the people who are there donating and golfing and um, helping the cause. And that video is helped uh, being produced by Telemundo. Nice. And so this event is in partnership with College Success Arizona. And I was a College Success Arizona, so shout out, shout out to them. Yeah. Diamondbacks Helios Foundation yes. Scholar. Love it. So they, um, yeah, so it's sponsored by, or held in partnership with College Success Arizona, the Arizona Community Foundation. So they also um, provide a lot to us in terms of getting those scholarships dispersed and so and helping with the admissions process and then um, and also our chambers. So we're looking forward to hosting that. Very cool. That's exciting. And the the piece of it that sparked my interest was isn't there a kind of a separate event within the event? A separate event for the, oh, to yes. learn how to golf for someone like yes. myself who has the a goal. women's um, the annual women's golf um, what was women biz on the green. So um, <laughs> it's great, and that and all of this is also in partnership with like the PGA, and so they'll you'll be learning to golf from them. So um, yes, if you're interested, I think it's about thirty five thirty five dollars for non members and fifty dollars or thirty five for members. 50 for non-members. So, yeah, if anyone from BV is interested, and I think you are members, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be a great event. So we're looking forward to it. And it's actually one of my favorites. So we're outside having fun and, and you know, helping the cause. So. Nice. That's fantastic mm-hmm. for you because I remember at our golf tournament, you were sitting there 
asking me things about golf. And I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Jake and I were rolling around on Mm -hmm. the golf cart because we were taking, we, Jake was taking photos and videos and I was just basically the- You were my chauffeur. Chauffeur, yeah. Yeah. It was fun though. (laughs) And Jake and I were just so confused about so much about golf. And I've gone to Top Golf and I think it's really fun. (laughs) So when I saw that you guys are doing that, I, I think I mentioned it to Suzette like- or Monica two months ago, and I was like, hey, I might need to go. It's the same day as our torture awards for ethics in San Diego. Oh, okay. So most of our staff will not be here in Arizona, but I will. Yes. <laughs> you might see me up there. Yes, yes, come. And then we're, I think we're still looking for volunteers. We generally have the students and the scholars volunteer just so they can see that, you know, they're also giving back. We do believe in the like a kind of like a a reciprocity model Mm -hmm. and also like um you know all the students being able to give back and i think that's something that gonzalo always shares about me like oh yeah dina was a scholar now she's coming back and Mm -hmm. you know learning and all this stuff and so we do have the scholars coming and volunteering but if you know anyone else who would like to volunteer we always appreciate anyone who is able to come and help so where can people go to find out more so they could find out more on our website so it's just a azhcc.com our facebook pages and our social media team we're usually very responsive um so they can always um, you know contact us through facebook twitter linkedin even instagram those all work for us so but the website is you know you're a great place for all the information from the perspective of a small business owner or entrepreneur what are some things that the arizona hispanic chamber of commerce sort of can recommend as some as some beginning steps Mm -hmm. so a few beginning steps would be to meet with us and always meet with us like in person because um, we were the Arizona Spank Chamber of, of Commerce, but we also house the um, Minority Business Development Agency. And so the MBDA in particular, they're very um, – they're a team of you know business consultants, but people who are experienced in helping minority businesses get certified in many different areas, whether that's small business or uh, – uh, anything else they're there to help so I think we're a great support system but also we have members of the chamber who are in the business of um, helping entrepreneurs such as Edgar Olivos Compass CBS I'm not sure love Edgar. I've, I've met him before yes, yes. yes. Yeah. he's great. one of our members too yeah so we wrote a, a profile on him for Datos this past year and so um, they're so helpful and they're helpful in terms of the entrepreneur taking their, you know, whether they're working as like self-employed to becoming, establishing their business. And they'll help you from, you know, start to finish in mm-hmm. so many levels. So we often refer like people who sign up with the chamber to also go to Edgar, Edgar because the, he speaks Spanish fluently and it's a bilingual training system. Mm-hmm. And then we, so we partner with Edgar, but then our um, business boot camps uh, partner with SCORE and SCORE is helping you on all facets of your business. So we um, just come and visit us. We're always open um, throughout the week at Ignite Space. And then we also have our business development team and they're also great help. So we're always there if you need us. And um, we encourage everyone to come and meet us in person and then, you know, attend the events, get networking because Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to, you know, um, exceed in your business and, you know, establishing connections. I love it. So many good resources. I'm telling you, yeah. for such a small team, very powerful and mm-hmm. just so much that you could unlock no matter if you're just starting your business or if you're already very established. I think there's lots of events and resources that the chamber can definitely offer you. Um, so my question, that's very out of order and I'm embarrassed <laughs> we haven't asked you yet, Dina. <laughs> 
because we ask every single person that comes oh, on questions. the torch oh. is if you could meet one person living or dead, who would you choose and why? Oh, yes. This question always gets me every time <laughs> because there's so many people that in, like that I admire mm-hmm. like, in the world and so forth. But living or dead, I think, um, well, it's my go to answer is always I, I want to meet Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but, but, um, but I think I um, as of lately, like in growing up and growing older and like actually looking at having a purpose to my life and. Um, you know, when a challenge comes up, like, okay, how am I going to get through it? Or what's my perspective? So that's either um, Stephen Covey, <laughs> Seven mm-hmm. Habits, you know, uh, the author, or I think I shared with you as Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I so, love that it's one. still surprising when people don't know who he is. And I even have uh, some of my siblings are like, they won't listen. I'll be like, listen to this Tony Robbins podcast. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> so, but I would love to just meet him in person and um, like see if he really is the guy. Right. That he is in all of the YouTube videos, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'd just love to meet him. Do you and know? I, do you know what's crazy, by the way, Dina? Yes. I think he's here in Phoenix today. Oh yes, I know, but I couldn't. Uh, or was it in two days? Oh, yeah, maybe. I couldn't make it. Yeah, Me too either. much going on. <laughs> but I, I know someday. <laughs> I was like, "This is your moment, Dina." <laughs> I know my moment. <laughs> but, I would be too intimidated. Really, he's, uh, like a big human. You so, know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, he's a big human, and he like eats probably has never eaten a carb in like <laughs> a year, two, ten years. I yeah, I, I agree. I think it'd be intimidating because I feel like if you, if I got to meet him. First of all, like, how would I choose a question yeah. to ask him? Because I feel like any question you ask him, he could probably say, I already answered that on my yeah. YouTube in a podcast or one of my books. Or he'll be like, the answer's within you. <laughs> <laughs> but I would still love to meet him. And um, like in college, um, I had a best friend who I made um, who was like, I, I was really involved in like a bunch of student orgs. But one of the orgs that... Um, I think taught me the most was the Hispanic Business Student Association. And that's where I thought I met you, Kimberly, because I was like, you look so familiar. And and I always met people through that organization. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a mini chamber of commerce, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but within the, you know, the business school and so forth. So, but I made like a great friend who was from Guatemala. And um, I remember we were studying and I kept asking him questions. And then he was like, watch this video. And then I watched the Tony Robbins video and like, and he was like, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like, (laughs) and so, cause I think I was complaining about something and he was just like, you need to stop complaining played the video for me and so I usually just whenever I have a question that's either on leadership or like personal coaching I usually go to YouTube like you know I'm such a millennial mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love I it. go to YouTube I love it. and I search like you know what I'm looking for answers on and that usually helps so is there a particular Tony Robbins speech or or maybe even quote that like sticks with you. You know, sometimes we we yes. have these people and mm-hmm. we just remember that thing and we're like, okay, okay, I I, I have that and uh, it's going to carry me through today. You know what I mean? What yes, is that yes. one thing for okay. you? Okay, so I have I know I have this one written down like on my on my bulletin board at home. It was like, um, well, this this one's a Jim Ron quote, but it's by, Tony Robbins always says it. Uh-huh. He says. Um, for every like disciplined effort, there's a multiple reward. Okay. That's deep. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, you, can you hear? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I, I think that one, I think of that a lot is because, um, well, um, I, I myself like, uh, so working full time at the chamber, but 
I uh, kind of made a lifestyle change from like graduating college. I'm like, okay, gotta eat healthier mm-hmm. so that way I'm able to, you know, better serve my community, but also like thinking on a deeper level. Like I'm not just, you know, working out every day or eating healthier just to like, you know, look great, but also to have that energy for yeah. life. And so I really love that quote. And also, um, you know, uh, I think. At being a millennial, a great lifestyle like change is also to know that, you know, it's not always fun in games. Like you have to put in the hard work because um, like I think we are used to getting things so instant and, and like even at work, like I'm always asking for feedback and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't ask for so much feedback. Like I can wait like a couple months down the road and then they're going to have feedback from me. They can't mm-hmm. analyze it based on a week's work of worth. <laughs> like, and so I think uh, just being able to take things slower and seeing that, you know, the the great rewards will come like in in the end, in the long term. But I think my purpose overall, especially being a part of the chamber, is to make sure that every day I'm waking up and realizing that we're serving the uh, we're servant leaders and we're serving the community. So I think that it's a great fit for me and I'm enjoying being a part of your community as well. Awesome. That was wonderful. It was a great end. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. I'm so <laughs> excited you. to have you here. Oh, thanks. Um it's such a pleasure, and we're very lucky that we get to see you every day now. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us on The Torch. Oh, thanks for having me. And I'm sorry, like, Gonzalo and Monica couldn't be here. They're very, you know, out in the community, like, very busy. But you always have me and the yeah. other chamber staff that are available for anything. And then um, I'm excited to listen to this. I've never yeah. been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Oh. Your brother? Oh, yeah. I'll shout-out my brother who also has a podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going. So, <laughs> but um, sideburn, yeah, sideburn. <laughs> so, and shout out to Tony Robbins <laughs> if yes. you're listening. Ten twenty, maybe East Missouri. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's listening from where is he? Comerica Theater. Yeah. I want to thank Dina De Leon for joining us on the torch. I really learned a lot about what the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce does, and a bit about Dina's reverence for the works of Tony Robbins. I recommend any business owners uh, seek out the help of the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, whether it be in developing your business or getting more involved in your community. It's a great resource. As we mentioned in the interview, the AZHCC will be holding its 27th annual Bud Shootout on Friday, December 7th at the Camelback Golf Club. Please visit azhcc.com for more information on the event as well as about their annual Datos release. Trust me, folks, if you're in any kind of business and you're looking for information about the very people you're looking to sell to, the Datos is the one book you don't want to skip. We hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please rate and review it anywhere you listen to podcasts. And always remember, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or requests, you can send them to the Torch Podcast at bbbcommunity.org. <laughs>